Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille D.I. I am your host, DeVille D.I. like to welcome y'all back to the show, man. Got some stuff for you. Now, today I have a particular story that is disturbing to me as a parent, but I still wanted to share it with you guys just because, just to show the people who live in a bubble, it ain't all good out here. So a video surfaced of a daycare worker, two daycare workers. One is pulling a little girl's hair. Yes, she's pulling her head up, her body up, directing her and moving her around by her hair. A little girl had uh, braids in her hair. And from from what I take from, and I'm going to, the video is posted on the Thoughts by DeVille DI Facebook page. And feel free to share it and use it as you see fit because this is abuse and they do need to be brought to justice. Not the, uh, yeah, no disclaimer. It is abuse and they do need to be brought to justice, period. And so it looks like the little girl is tired, like she's sleepy, she's dozing off. And every time her, she, had, she has a little girl standing up, every time her head bobs, she grabs her by the hair and pulls her back up. And then this second Wicked Witch is filming it with her cell phone and laughing while the other lady abuses this child. And then she's going from, you know, she, she, she pans the camera over to a couple more children. And she's calling the children ugly and she's laughing. And they think this is all a big joke. And now I've heard what I've seen on social media in the comments where someone was saying this the the, the one who did the filming was uh using the video to promote her facebook page and bragging about getting fifty thousand likes for this video now if you're out there and you're one of those people that like this video you're sick and you should punch yourself in the face for being sick but man it, it it's sad and it's scary to know that you really can't trust anybody with your kids now these daycare workers like these people uh majority of them they've they've had some schooling they've had training you know to do this type of work i'm pretty sure they do extensive or at least they should be doing extensive background checks on the people who are are performing these jobs they should be clearly they can't be because i mean how are these people that are in these daycares abusing our children, slipping through the cracks. I don't understand it. And furthermore, I don't understand that as an adult, how could you find it in yourself to uh, manhandle someone else's child? And even worse for you to find it amusing just shows that you're a sick individual, man. You're a sick individual. I don't have to say allegedly on this one because I saw the video myself. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. And one of my greatest fears ever is having something happen to my daughter, right? And especially now that she lives in California. But one of my greatest fears is having something happen to my daughter. And I'm not there to save her. I'm not there to protect her. Because we're going all the way up through there about my kid. If, if If you do something to my kid of this nature, I got bond money, man. And... I'm not advocating violence, but certain situations, <laughs> violence is necessary. And, and if if you snatch my kid by her hair 
you're gonna have to see about me, man. That's just the kind, and, and I think most fathers out there feel the same way. You can't tell me now that yes, of course, there are people out there who are gonna try to play the high and mighty and enlightened and being so far woke that it doesn't even that that we can let the authorities handle it. And no, 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 no. This in the in the situations where you put your hands on a child. You deserve whatever you get coming to you. I'm sorry if you don't agree with me, but that that's just the way I feel about it. You put your hands on a child, whatever the parent does to you, you deserve it. You know, you got to take that L. Take the L out of love, and that's what you got. So let's move on to a lighter topic. Yeah, let's move on to a lighter topic. So, Laval Barrow, y'all remember... LeVar Ball, father of Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball, and that other Ball brother that nobody knows his name. Well, apparently he is charging $3,500 to be able to record his son, LaMelo, playing basketball. LaMelo is LeVar's youngest son, and he is playing for the Spire Institute in Ohio. They're having a tournament. So, LeVar's asking um, different outlets to pay $3,500 at the door to watch his son play basketball. And I know y'all are probably thinking, why would somebody pay that much to watch this kid play? Well, let me tell you something. The Ball Sports Group entered into an agreement with Flow Sports to live stream this uh the games in the spire tournament and they're paying five thousand dollars a game in order to be able to stream uh these games a lot of people don't understand the fan base that this kid had lamello lamello has hella fans and there are there there, there are so many uh, youtubers creators on youtube that are making their living and making their name by a damn train came by. Can you believe it? We're going to keep the show rolling, though. There are YouTubers that are out there making their living off of going to uh, following this kid around, recording his games, uploading video to games, snatching video to games from different sites, and posting it to his uh, to their YouTubes. So definitely some of these people, if you're making bank off of uh, posting and doing commentary, and different dropping different subject matter about LaMelo, they'll drop that 3500 to be able to record those games. Now, there are some instances where uh, you will be able to record the game without paying, um, without paying that. So, and those stipulations are like. You're not doing a re- continuous recording of the game, so I guess that would be like Snapchat. You're Snapchatting some or something like that. You give credits to the grind season and Tanger Sports, and you know, basically like put logos and stuff of of those groups up on your uh, videos, and your video can't be longer than five minutes, and you have to post the full event schedule. Yeah, how about that? But see. Man, a lot of people don't like LeVar Ball, but I do. And you know why? Because 
LeVar is about ownership, branding, and marketing his children. And a, a lot of people don't like it because it goes against that quote-unquote tradition and the way that society tells us we should do things. Society has a, a, a bad habit of telling people the way that we should do things and the way that we should conduct our business. And I'm just not into that. And when I say we, I'm talking about us, all of us. I'm not talking about any particular race, creed, religion, color, aliens, whatever you consider yourself. Society has a way of trying to tell us how we should conduct ourselves. Now, society has no problem with us sending our kids to a high school and letting them play basketball and get some coach's name up so they can go into a uh, coach division one ball. Society has no problems with us sending our child to a college and letting them play basketball for a scholarship and make the college billions of dollars and build another coach's name so he can get a better coaching job or go to the NBA. So why does why does society have a problem with a, a father that is branding his children in a way that they can get financial gain from it immediately and building hype that will possibly help them out with moving on into the league now uh what's his name what's his name lamar you got lavar lamello leangelo uh yeah the ball brothers lonzo and lonzo so Lonzo made it to the league, and a lot of people were, were saying that, you know, he's going to interfere with his career. He's going to mess his career up, and uh, so far it, that hasn't happened. He, he got to the Lakers where he wanted to play in L.A. He didn't get that shoe uh, partnership that he wanted. That was the first time that I heard of LeVar Ball when he started talking about partnering with these shoe companies versus taking a shoe deal. Nobody would have had a problem with him taking a shoe deal. But when you start saying, hey, we can be partners on this, and they say no, they say, well, okay, we'll put out our own shoes and sell them for the high, high. Now, I didn't buy the shoes, but I respect the fact that he put the shoes out. And the shoes was never meant to be worn in the first place. They were being sold as memorabilia, you know what I mean, so that you can have that uh, Lonzo Ball original baller brand shoe. The shoe is going to probably be, it could be worth, I'm not going to say it's going to be, but it could be worth some cash later on if Lonzo's career pans out. So I have no problem with that. And I have no problem with him building hype around uh, LaMelo as he gets older and older and can possibly enter into the draft and go to the NBA because I, I don't think he's going to play any college ball, but I don't know. Because I can't, you know, I can't predict what somebody else is going to do or tell somebody else what their child should or shouldn't do. But, yeah, man, I'm 100% with that, man. Help your kids build a brand, man. Leave a legacy behind that's attached to your name and not somebody else's. Now, we're going to continue this show and keep it moving. But first, check out my sponsors, and I'm going to be right back with you. Thank you, Y'all for listening to that, man. Let's keep it moving, man. Soldier Boy, Mr. Crank That, Mr. Yule, Mr. Superman That. Oh, 
has been all over the TV, the podcast airwaves, the radio airwaves the past couple of days, man. He's out here. I don't even know that he's promoting anything. I don't even think he's promoting anything. He's just out here talking to people. I know he has a game system, the soldier game. He's got the soldier watch. What else was he selling? I can't remember. But I did think he I think he did say he had a single coming out, but he's been on everything from the Breakfast Club over to Academics. No, Academics doesn't have a show. What's it called? What's the show called? The podcast Everyday Struggle. He's been on from Breakfast Club to Everyday Struggle to the one that um Sway, I guess it's Sway in the morning. He's been everywhere, man, making all kind of noise. But he ran into Casanova two times. Now, Casanova two times is the guy who most rappers want to be, meaning that the lifestyle that a lot of these rappers rap about, Casanova two times has has lived. You know, he has he has his songs that have been hits that uh, uh don't run and set tripping. But this guy is the guy who's actually is one of those guys who have actually been in the streets making the moves and doing the things that a lot of these guys rap about, not condoning or promoting any type of criminal behavior. I'm just saying that he has done these things and he's did his time and paid his dues for his wrongdoings at the same time. So why am I talking about this guy? I'm going to tell you. He ran in the soldier boy. He checked him. He checked him because he was screaming at a lady. And, of course, as always, the video is up on Thoughts by DeVille DI, the Facebook page. So, apparently, Soldier Boy spazzed on some lady. I don't know if it was a fan or who it was or whatever, but he spazzed on somebody and, and Cash stepped in and checked him. You know, basically, I told him, don't be screaming at this lady. Asking him, why are you screaming at this lady? That's a female, is what he told him. He asked him, are you going, what, you going to hit a female? And, of course, Soldier was like, no, you know, but she needs... Why she in here talking to me like a gangster? And Cash wasn't hearing it. Cash backed him all the way down and then proceeded to back his security guard all the way down. I respect that. Shout out to Cash and over two times, man. When I was coming up, man, I did didn't come up in necessarily the best neighborhoods or the best environments. But one thing we had growing up in the 80s and 90s was a code man the ogs in the neighborhood taught us certain things you didn't bother old people you didn't bother uh people that were not living a criminal lifestyle and you definitely didn't bother the women in the neighborhood see a lot of people don't understand that and don't know that there's a, actually a code what well, used to be now People are living in a mode of where they're so selfish and so self-centered. They live in a mode to where anything goes. But when I was coming up, if one of the OGs on the block, when I say OGs, I, I just mean the older guys. I was never, it wasn't anything gang related, but the older guys on the block, they might have been out there doing wrong. They might have been out there selling drugs or whatever it was. But if they saw you out there uh, uh, screaming on some some lady, they was going to check you. You might have got lumped up a little bit, but it was just something that you wasn't, wasn't doing then. It wasn't acceptable. So I appreciate that we still have people like Big Bros. Like I don't even know if he's older than me, but we, we still have people out here like Casanova two times who will step up 
and check a guy, check a younger guy, check somebody and say, hey, that's not the way we operate. That's not the way we talk to our women out here. Now, there's a lot of men out here that, that, that claim to be, you know, uh, 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 real men and tough guys and whatever other uh, hashtag you want to put on top of that that wouldn't step in to defend the female if they saw somebody just screaming at a female. And I'm not saying that it's your duty to do that. I'm not saying that, you know, you're less of a man that you don't, but at the same time, you should. Especially if it's a situation to where you know the person that is doing this, you need to step in and check that brother and and, and say, hey, no, we're not doing that. Because us, when I say brother, I'm not talking about a race. I'm talking about a gender. I'm talking about the manhood, the brotherhood of manhood. We got to check each other. We got to hold each other accountable for our shortcomings out here, man, because ain't nobody else going to do it. Who going to do it? Hold ourselves, hold each other accountable out here. But I know y'all didn't come here to listen to that. Y'all came here for some morning discipline, and that's exactly what I'm going to give you. So... The discipline of the day. Don't be afraid to turn down a deal. Don't get so caught up in getting your shot, getting your chance, getting your opportunity that you just rush in and grab a hold to the first thing that comes your way. A lot of people do that. A lot of times, especially when you've been out here putting in the grind, putting in the effort, put doing your due diligence to create something and then the first thing that comes along, the first person that comes along and dangles a check in front of your face, you just jump on it and run with it. That's not how we need to be doing things, man. Like I was saying earlier, we need to be thinking more of a fashion of ownership slash partnership. Now, some of us are in fields and doing types of businesses that ownership isn't necessary or is not feasible but partnership is always feasible in most cases. Or you could be somebody that is really just out here looking for a career, trying to get in with a company and move your way up. It's nothing wrong with that. This still applies to you. Don't necessarily just jump at the first offer that they make you. If you're going and you're applying for a job and with a comp with whatever company and they come with their little offer letter offer letter and we're gonna give you 80000 a year, three weeks paid vacation, this much sick time, this much uh, a bonus potential. That doesn't mean you have to necessarily just jump on top of that because it might not be the best offer that you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? It might not be. That might not be the creme de la creme. Now, I'm not telling you that if you're in a situation to where you're unemployed or under underemployed to the point where you're having a hard time feeding yourself. You're having a hard time feeding your family. I'm not telling you to turn a job down in that situation. I'm talking to the people who are at a point where they're trying to grow. They're trying to get to a, the next level. Or maybe people who you might be fresh out of college and you don't have the responsibilities of a family or children and so on and so forth. You got to uh, learn that, hey, maybe... I need to turn this down. 
I've seen people who would get a job offer, and I've been one of those people that got a job offer, and a day goes by and you didn't reply. And then I had people start calling me and asking, you know, what, uh, I know it's kind of all of a sudden and kind of rush, rush now, but, you know, just what are you thinking? And it, because when you don't jump on that offer initially, it makes them reevaluate. It kind of shakes things up. It's like, okay, well, this guy is not, doesn't seem eager, you know, to take this. So it, it kind of, it shifts the energy and it can shift the power. Now you, you may lose out on some things. You may miss out on a deal or you may miss out on a job. If you deny that first deal, sometimes people will take the deal off of the table, but at the end of the day, if you know your worth and you know the work that you've put into something, then you know the time that you spent grinding to get that degree, to get those certifications, to build that podcast, to build that YouTube channel, to write that book, to put together that album. You know the work that you put in and you know the worth of it. It may actually be worth missing that opportunity and waiting for the next opportunity. Master P, Mr. Un, the nine, the nine, no limit record said he, he hit a point where a company, a record company offered him a million dollars, you know, for his project or for his, uh, uh, to buy into his company or something like that. But he said that he knew, he recognized that if they were uh, ready and willing to pay him a million then he could make millions off of it. If they were willing to give him a million, then he could make uh, 50 million off of it or something like that, he said. And he's absolutely right because they're not going to just come and give you the full value. They're looking at the earning potential of the situation that you got going on. So yeah, if they give you a million, they probably looking to make 20, 30 off of the uh, uh, the project. Keep that in mind. And it's nothing wrong with handling things and doing it yourself because when it's your last name attached to it, you can get all the bread. I mean, you know, the, the, the state and the federal government, they gonna take their portion. But other than that, you gonna get all of that, man. And that's a beautiful thing, man. I always tell people, work for your last name, not your first name. If you don't know the difference, I'll touch on that again. No, I'm going to touch on it right now. Just quickly, briefly. What's the difference between working for your first name and working for your last name? When you're working for your first name, you're working so people can say, hey, did you hear about that new job Omar got? Did you hear about that new uh, car that David got? Did you hear about that new uh, uh, record deal that Sam got? That's about your first name. When you're hustling for your last name, that's when they're saying, uh, did you hear about the new business that Mr. Smith just opened? Did you hear about that land that Mr. Davis just bought? Did you hear about that trust fund that Mr. Thomas just opened up for the children. That's hustling for your last name, working for your last name, building up that generational wealth that you can pass on to your family. Either way, 
Take this information and do with it whatever you will, but make sure you get a good breakfast because you're going to need it while you're out here getting shit done. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Go over and um, like and follow that Thoughts by DeVille DI Facebook page because you're going to need it to keep up with all this content that I'm going to keep coming. And if you're looking for any new podcasts to listen to, Go to whatever podcasting platform you listen to, or you can do it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Put in that hashtag, put in Elite Circle, and put a little power sign dot behind it the same way that you see on my page. And I guarantee a plethora of great content is going to come. And we got some special things coming to you very soon. I'm not going to speak about, but they're on the way. I said they're on the way, but I need y'all to do me one big favor, and it ain't hitting that cash app. But if you would like to, you can hit that cash app at D-V-I-L-L-E-D-I and drop a couple of dollars in here to help this thing keep going. But the favor that I need from you right now is to have an amazing day.